0: This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things related to theme parks, attractions, shows, rides, snacks, foods, upcoming news, rumors, movies, you name it. Every single thing we can think about. I am your host, Jack Patillo. And of course, I'm joined by my beautiful and lovely and talented co-host, Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Here's the
1: problem I have with today's intro. What happened? You mentioned what? food and snacks. It is 11.40 oh, in the morning. It is very close to lunch, and you've just awakened my tongue. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Kraken. Yeah. It's now like,
0: feed me All I'm good. I hope this is a food-related episode. This is not going to be a food-related episode, Jeff. Our episode today is a special one. It's a first. There's a lot of firsts we have happening right now. Not the first time we've gone to this park, but it's the very first stunt show we've ever talked about. We are doing the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. At Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's one of your favorites, right? It is actually a fantastic show. It's, it's a really, really good show. We'll get into it in a bit. It's awesome. It's a good, it's a good thing. It, I thought it was an opening day thing, but it wasn't, actually. But, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Annual Pass. It's good having you back. Thank you very much. Y'all are awesome. We love you very much. The, the community for Annual Pass, you guys continue to just blow us out of the water. Last week, we had a community member pop in to actually talk about Dinosaur. Which was pretty cool. First time ever we've had a guest in studio, Jeff. Uh, Well, not in the history of this
1: company, but in the history (laughs) of this podcast for sure. And it was... I don't use the hyphenate game changer very often, (laughs) but I felt like it applied there. It was like so lovely to sit down and have a conversation face to face with somebody
0: like that. It was really great. And actually, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, so, you know, we keep talking about Halloween Horror Nights. We keep talking about our friends at Universal because our friends at Universal keep reaching out to us and they are fantastic and we love them. But uh, when we did the Incredible Hulk Coaster episode from a few episodes back, I reached out to Gregory Hall, who worked on that one. Uh, He actually did the redesign. Yeah, he did the redesign of it. He was also the creative director over on, our the creative producer on Velocico Creative director, I think. Yeah, and so, super, super nice guy. And I was like, dude, you know, we might be coming back out to Orlando pretty soon. I'd love to have you sit down with us and talk about just your time being, you know, an, an engineer on this stuff, or being a creative director on this stuff. And he said, absolutely. So, We're planning to go back out to Universal in October. And so hopefully he'll have some time where we can actually get him in our studio or in their studio that we will be borrowing. So it'll be our second guest in studio, hopefully, if we can make that happen. Do you know how, like, from time to time you meet
1: somebody and they're just, you're just kind of like, they're instantly interesting, and yeah. you just want to sit down and talk to them and yeah. have a long conversation about them and ha- and their life. <laughs> and wh- I felt that way about him. Yeah, I'm yeah. really, I'd be really excited to get to talk to him again because so, he was instantly kind of fascinating and very
0: approachable and easy to talk to. And yeah, his
1: story was I just got a taste of how he, ended he <laughs> was, and it was like I was ready for more. I'm, re- I'm really excited to get to talk to that guy again.
0: Yeah, so hopefully we can use their studio out there again and actually get him in and sitting down and talking mm-hmm. to us. So that'd be pretty great. He's GProdigy on Twitter if you want to follow his account. He posts some really cool stuff. He, he's been retweeting all the Velocicoaster stuff stuff, which is that's awesome. That's I awesome. love he's he's proud of his attraction. He's got a hell of a good attraction too. That Velocicoaster is great. Hey, this is Jack coming to you from the future or something. I want to let you know, while we were recording this episode, we didn't know, but we actually have a brand new Halloween-themed annual pass shirt in the store right now. Store.roosterteeth.com is an awesome shirt, kind of themed around the Haunted Mansion. I love it so much. Check it out, store.roosterteeth.com right now. Grab your Halloween-themed annual pass shirt and wear it with pride and send me photos because I love those. Okay, uh, back to the, the episode as planned. How much a Velocicoaster cost to make? Do you know? I've uh, do I have that? I don't know if I said let me let me check my notes. I've got a big sp- like thing of all my different episodes we did here. That was episode number nine. Wow, that was that feels like it's so, episode nine. We're on 23 right now. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh let's see here. Do I have a cost? Uh I don't have a cost, but I'm sure Ben could look it up right now. Oh man, I'm looking, I'm looking through my old notes. And I'm literally, I've written out all the different bins and turns to talk about when we're on the coaster.
1: Because
0: <laughs> typically when we do our ride-throughs, I watch a video and kind yeah. of narrate the ride, you know, like kind of as like a reference thing. But there were no ride-throughs yet because it had just opened when we wrote it. So, um yeah, so Gregory Hall, he was the art director. Oh, art no, director. Velocicoaster. So, anyway, we'd love to talk to him again in the future and check him out and tell him we say hello. Don't forget, too, if you send a selfie with you and Jack the Clown... For Halloween Horror Nights, I'll, uh, I'll try to send you something at some point whenever I get the theme park maps with me. We'll <laughs> mail it out. Feel free to, like, if you get some good photos of you wearing annual pass merchandise at Halloween Horror Nights or any park, we have yet to get someone wearing an annual pass shirt at Tokyo Disney Sea. So, that would be cool.
1: Let me make sure I understand the logistics of this before you go any further. Okay. I- if someone takes a photo with Jack the Clown yes. in an annual pass shirt, yes. you'll send them
0: uh, one of these maps. Yeah, yeah one of these yeah. theoretical maps that yes. I keep hearing about. Okay. I've got a lot of them. I just got to get you to sign it. What
1: then- if the thousand
0: people take that photo well i guess uh, we'll we'll hit up ebay huh (laughs) well we're going to orlando hopefully you know in a month i'll just grab handfuls of them (laughs) as we're walking out like all right i got i got reservations i got (laughs) got reserves now so but yeah feel free if you have any awesome photos of you wearing annual pass stuff at a park send it to annual underscore pass on twitter and instagram uh we love seeing those photos i love it every single time and and over on Rooster Teeth, on all the comments you guys are absolutely fantastic you know, we always hype up our community, but we've got a fantastic community. It's for a reason. It they is for they deserve the hype. Man, I'm so excited for people to see the Halloween merchandise we have. We have some Halloween themed annual past stuff coming out. So ben, have I shown you the Halloween I stuff? Yet? Seen any it's of it? Prison. It's really fantastic. Hey, I'm I'm gonna let Ben see it and we can get his live reaction here on the podcast right now. Of our oh, animal. that's awesome! And, <laughs> oh man, okay. and, that, and and that okay, 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 okay. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the spider web. The spider web thing is the spider great. web is very cool. It's a, supposedly it's going to be a pin. We'll see. But anyway, that's coming out soon. Doing some teases for a new shirt and new, new hopefully pins coming out soon. Maybe hats. I don't know. Whatever. I just love the logo. I, we have a great logo. Yeah, it's good stuff. So Jeff, I'm exhausted. <laughs>
1: It's I know, dude. It's it's probably counterintuitive uh-huh. uh, to an audience member to hear this, but like doing the two podcasts back to back is actually quite exhausting. Yeah, uh, and you would say to yourself, "Why? All you're doing is sitting down and talking with the same person that you talk yeah. to all day long, anyway." It's just something about
0: the energy and the presence of mind. A yes, uh, I agree. Having to talk on a podcast can be exhausting. I'm on three podcasts today. I am too. One. I got to leave this and do the other one. Oh yeah, the F one, and I got to do the off-topic one. So. Yeah. But not only, yes, that, A, mentally exhausted, but B, physically exhausted, because I woke up this morning at 6.30 and went and ran Town Lake because I'm training for the Disney Marathon in January. Oh, yeah. How, how you were complaining about your shins. Oh, man. I, I, so Disney Marathon, obviously, 26.2 miles through the Disney parks. Have we talked about this at all? Have I told you about uh, what I'm doing? Tangentially, but certainly not on camera. So Disney every year hosts a marathon that you run through the Disney parks. Typically you start at Epcot, you run to Magic Kingdom, you run through Magic Kingdom and then you go to Animal Kingdom, you go to you go to Disney's Hollywood Studios, you end up back at Epcot and you run around the Disney owned property area. Is it designed to be one lap yeah yeah it's, okay it's one. that's big lap. cool that's big enough that you can do the yeah. whole thing in there yeah. and so it kicks off at 5 a.m. is when is when the actual start time is because you know they, they give you like a lot of uh, you gotta mar- be done by eight when the park opens up <laughs> well a lot of marathons will literally have a time limit it's like you got to finish in four hours or whatever yeah. disney is a little bit friendlier where you have to finish in seven hours so that's nice so basically it starts at 5 a.m. you have to be done by noon which isn't bad. And especially this is my first time I've ever done a marathon. So, so you just have to do three miles an hour. No, it's three it, times it, seven it's, is it's it's sixteen minute miles. So a little more than three miles an hour. Yeah. So it's like a little less than four miles an hour, basically. So okay. yeah. And uh, I'm excited for it. So I turn 40 on January third, and the marathon is January 9th. And I figure it's like, all right, you know, turning 40 is kind of a big thing. It was like, yeah, I should try to get in some decent J- shape. January 9th of next year. Yeah. So you're...
1: I'm four months out. You're four months out of running a full marathon. Yeah. Can I, And I'm not... I'm not
0: trying to be negative. Well, let's go ahead and say jog a marathon. How, <laughs> not going to be a lot many, of running. How many times have you jogged thus far in preparation since you decided to do this? Well, so in the beginning of last year, uh, or really like through most of 2020, I kind of got back into running. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually got in pretty good shape. I uh, you. Yeah, and I was having fun doing it. And then I kind of let it slide a little bit. It started getting cold. We had a massive freeze in Austin. And it kind of just, you know, as, as it happens, you get kind of lazy. Yeah, and so, life gets in the way. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of put on some COVID weight again and, you know, stopped running. And then about two months ago, I started getting back into it. I'm like, maybe I could do it. Like, sort of, I saw this Disney thing and I was like, maybe this would be like the perfect opportunity for me to kind of, this will be my goal. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. So I started doing it. I started running again. And then I got RSV, which is a uh, horrible, horrible uh, virus, like respiratory virus. And that took me out of commission for two weeks. So that sucks. So I missed two weeks worth of training, which doesn't sound like a huge deal, but that's actually a pretty significant thing when when every week counts. Yeah. But now for like the past two weeks since then, I've been running like every other day pretty much, at least three times a week. So you're on track. I'm trying to. Okay, that's great, man. And this week, I was like, you know what? I'll try to wake up early because it's hot in Texas. So I've been waking up early and we have Town Lake, which is downtown Austin. It's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, lake, beautiful running paths and, and everything. And so... There is a 5k like loop Mm -hmm. you can do. And so I'm like, all right, I'll I'll start doing that. It's just like to get myself back to it. And so I've been doing that the past few days and I hate waking up early, but it's it feels good when you're done. I'm going to keep my eye open for you cuz I'm down there riding my bike almost I know. almost every day. So, so, I go I usually
1: go a little later, but okay. I run 8. Well, I'm usually done like before 8, so or what, around one, eight, around 8ish. One piece of advice, and it may be unnecessary, but just based on some of the things I've heard you say, just because I want to set you up for the <laughs> for the most possible success in this okay. cuz I am 100% in your camp yeah, and like, that, jack well, accomplishing I, I appreciate that. Jack accomplishing this this goal. You mentioned that the marathon is 26.2 miles. Yes. And then you refer to everything on your run in kilometers. (laughs) I just want to make sure you're doing the math right in your head. Because twenty six point two kilometers and twenty six point two miles are very different. It's like forty three k. Okay, cool. So um, I'll make sure you're... or something along those
0: lines. It's that like, would be oh. yeah.
1: That would be a painful. That would be really annoying to get to twenty six kilometers and realize you still have
0: about fifteen to go. Eight k is five miles, is what it comes down to. So five miles. So if we're going five times eight, so forty. So it's like it's forty in change. It's like forty two kilometers is what it comes down to. It's just easier to, to do. Yeah. I, I like I've got I've got Strava, which is like a, an app that tracks workouts and stuff, and so. It gives me alerts every 1,000 meters, so I'm like, okay, and I kind of know. Like, right now, I'm running about an eight, 8, and a half minute K, and that's sort of my average. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my miles. My dream, if I can get to a 10-minute mile consistently— and just be able to do that. It's going kind to of turn off you my brain. You need to do
1: it 26 times.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I just do that 26 times, and that, that puts me in about four and a half hours. That's awesome. But I'm like, ideally, I just want to finish in seven hours. And I was reading uh, there's a Run Disney subreddit where like, you know, people post about it. So the parks open as you're running, and so if you're wearing your bib, which is like your number, you get you just get into the parks. I mean, through the running thing, but like, for example, they were saying about Mile 17, at least the last time they released the map. They haven't released the map for this upcoming one yet. Mile 17 is Expedition Everest, which is a roller 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 coaster to Animal Kingdom and people will actually stop and go ride the roller coaster and then get back to Disney running, (laughs) which sounds awesome. But at the same time, I'm thinking like my legs would be like, oh, we're done. And just immediately cramp up. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop. But the Disney marathon, one cool thing is there's actually entertainment on the route. So, like, as you go, like, at Mile 2, it's like, oh, there's Timon and Pumbaa. And you can, like, run off and, like, take a photo with them and then keep going. So they have, like, little, like, kind of sections and, you know, areas and stuff that pop up. And actually, very early on, you know, like, Mile 5 or 6 is uh, Magic Kingdom. So you literally run down Main Street, USA. And at that point, it's still pretty dark because it's still early. And they have the castle lit up. And they actually ask cast members to come in and, like, applaud people. So, like, you're literally, like, running down Main Street USA with just, like, hundreds of people on either side cheering you on. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm actually excited for that. And so yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I'm I'm planning for right now and we'll see how it how it works out. But uh I am so excited. It, it's gonna it's gonna be cool. I, I'm actually pretty pumped for What's it. the most Ks you've run or you've jogged
1: without stopping thus far?
0: Uh, about eleven. About eleven, I, yeah. Okay. I, I did yeah, yeah. Uh, actually so about quarter of the way a little bit more than like a quarter of well, the way there. This this was the last the last time I really got into running. So yeah. like now I'm up to about eight K. Like okay, that's okay. like I usually and that's just jogging. Because 'Cause I'll usually walk or like another like one or two K to kind of yeah. like warm up and cool down. But actual jogging, I did about 11K um, around my birthday this past year to see if I could do it, and I did it. So, you know, so at 8K, you're about 20% of the way there, and you have a lot of weeks ahead of you? <laughs> yeah. I, I got four months. So I think, you know, I've got a friend who runs marathons for fun because he's a psychopath, and so he's like, yeah, like let's let's talk. And so right now I'm, I'm kind of doing – I'm trying to get myself back into a shape mm-hmm. where when I was young – if you're out there and you're young, I highly recommend running now because as you get older, your metabolism falls to pieces and it's not nearly as fun – But when I was younger, I could (laughs) run, and I was pretty – I was decently fast. But then if I got tired, I could slow to a jog. And recuperate while still jogging. Like, I could catch my breath and my muscles would relax, but I was still moving faster than a walk. It is true, and this I would assume a lot of our audience is, is probably younger than Jack
1: and I, and if you're older, you can tune this out because you already know this. <laughs> uh, but, but there are two things that you can do when you're younger that don't sound fun, that aren't fun, but that you will, by the time you hit the age of about 34, really appreciate yourself for. One of those is to do any kind of exercise on a regular (laughs) basis when you're younger, up until you're about 30, when your body starts to slow down. Your joints, your movement, your flexibility, your core strength, all of that starts to wane, especially when you hit your 40s. And any of that work you can do to stave that off, trust me, as a guy who's 46, you will appreciate it later. And the other thing is, uh, start saving now. Compound interest (laughs) is a big deal. 401k, man. 401k. Or or IRA, Roth, traditional, whatever it is. Work out in some capacity and save some amount of money. And you will thank yourself. It, you will thank yourself every day for the rest of your life if Absolutely. you do that.
0: God, I remember when I was, you know, in my mid-20s and I was like, oh, I'll start running. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna run like six miles, just no problem. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, my knees, even right now, my legs are just screaming at me. I ride a e-bike, you know, that's <laughs> not even a lot of work, but I ride at 30 miles a day,
1: and I'm at a point now where if I ride I can't ride three days in a row. Wow. I can only do two, and then I have to take a day off. Today's okay. my day off because my back won't allow me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still at the point now where I'm running every other day, at least three times a week. So I do like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then cool off Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the point now where I need to start mixing and cross training. So I need to start doing like, you know, like just general lifts and like well, like exercising throughout the week. So like not using my legs, not running, but doing more like, you know, stuff for my stomach, because the more weight you lose, the easier it is because you're running with less weight. So it's kind of this whole balance and stuff. But anyway, if
1: you're just tuning in and you're confused, uh, <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> annual pass. This is a podcast about middle aged men uh, trying to get back into
0: shape. But it's Disney shape. Disney shape. So Disney it's, shape. it's themed around it. So if you've ever done the Disney marathon though, please let me know in the comments. I would love to hear about, you know, your experiences. If you have any tips, if you have any advice or anything, that would be great. If you have any photos of you there, I would love to see them. When you cross that finish line, will that be a magic moment? I think so. Or I'll just black out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do the thing where you immediately collapse face first. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. I think that would be
0: awesome. Man, I, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it is. So anyway, well, hey Jeff. So today, today's episode, we are doing a brand new thing. We are talking about the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. It's the first time we've ever done a stunt show or any kind of stage show, really, on annual pass. Totally different than the ride. Totally different than the ride. The Indiana Jones ride at, at Disneyland is amazing. Is uh, it at Disney World as well, or just no? Like? Just Disneyland. It only exists. There was only one of them, and it's it's a fantastic ride. And you've ridden it. Well, we talked about my troubles with it last time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this show, it opened on August 25th, 1989, which at the time was Disney MGM Studios. Now it's Disney's Hollywood Studios. Not an opening day attraction. I thought it was. And I need to go check. I have some of the opening day park maps. I need to see if it was actually listed on the opening day park maps because initially the plan was to have it for opening, but due to all the, the sheer number of, of technical stuff with it and all the different things going on with the attraction, they decided to have dress rehearsals for the first few months where it wasn't a full-blown show, mm. but they still had stuff going on. MGM's opening day was May 1st, 1989, and this opened August 25th, 1989, so about two and a half months later. Would
1: that put it in, like, Temple of Doom era Indiana Jones?
0: The whole show is based around Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. So, I mean, at this point, I think... Oh, it would man. have been around the time Temple of Doom came out, I would assume. I thought Temple of Doom was like... Maybe 91. It was, Ben's looking up the, uh, the dates of them, because I, I want to say... I don't La- think it was 91. La- I've earlier than the that. The Last Crusade come out? In like 93 or 94. Was it that late? Temple of Doom was May 8th, 1984. Temple of Doom was eighty <laughs> four. Yeah, that felt right. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like when, when. When did when did Last Crusade come out? When did Raiders of the Lost Ark come out? Eighty one. Last Crusade was eighty nine. Last Crusade oh, was eighty nine. Okay. So yeah. So Last Crusade had wait, just wait, came out. When
1: did Raiders of the Lost Ark come out?
0: I was okay, looking it up. Was it eighty <laughs> two? I was. I thought eighty three. No. I, th-
1: I think. But 80- that would be so fast for Lost Ark was eighty one. Eighty one. June twelfth, nineteen eighty one. Raiders of the Lost Ark was eighty one. I was
0: six. Wow. So th- all three indie. The only three Indiana Jones movies that exist came out in the eighties. <laughs> <80s. laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: All three Indiana Jones movies yeah, all, came out. All in the three 80s. of
0: them. The only the only Indiana Jones movies that exist came out yeah, in the 80s. 81, 84, and 89. So this attraction is based around Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're recreating scenes from that movie. Um, there are three scenes in the show. It opens with the – that actually, the opening of the movie. And I think it's Peru where it's like the, the temple where he gets in and the giant boulder stuff mm-hmm. happens. Then it cuts to the market where uh, him and Marion are going around and like Sal is there and stuff, and then Marion gets captured. And then it cuts to the airbase at the end where the the Nazis are you know blowing up everything and everything's bad and the the big fight with the big dude in front of the plane. Mm-hmm. So those are the three scenes they recreate in the show.
1: That market scene, is that where he fights the dude with the sword and he
0: just shoots him? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, that's a uh, I think that's an ad-lib, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So Famous ad-lib. Supposedly Harrison Ford was sick that day, and uh, they had this whole routine plan where it was going to be an epic fight, And Harrison is just like, can I just shoot him? And it was just like, (laughs) so this guy comes out, whips his sword around, does all this big, you know, like, you know, big stuff. Impressive karate stuff. Yeah, and then Harrison Ford pulls out a gun and shoots the guy and he drops dead. So, which is a classic. Iconic moment of that film franchise. So, the stunt show was overseen by George Lucas and it was directed by Glenn Randall, who was the stunt coordinator for Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. Oh, that's very cool. So, the actual stunt guy who worked on those movies worked on this show to keep it as authentic as possible. It's also the cool fact, it's the world's longest running choreographed stunt show. And the same dude has been playing Indiana Jones the entire time? Actually, the guy who opened it as Indiana Jones, I want to say, is still involved with the show. He's been wow. there for, I mean, God, almost 30 years at this point. It's like his life. Over work. 30 years at this point. Are there or maybe there's one guy who was there for like 27 years, but he's he was Indiana Jones and he's moved on and now he's actually like a director of the show. So he's involved with like, you know. So Disney MGM Studios, when it opened, the idea was it's a working movie studio, and so that doesn't really exist anymore. Hollywood Studios now is kind of more like, oh, it's just attractions based around shows and stuff. This is kind of the one last holdout where it's the idea is we're showing you how we make movies. Yeah. So the stunt show is set up like, oh, we're filming a scene and they have a director and an AD and a sound guy and like effects guys and pyro guys. And so they're part of the show. So it's like, oh, like they, you know, bring out dollies with cameras on them and stuff. So
1: in some ways, it's kind of a relic of the original intent. Why, when did that change happen?
0: Uh, I mean, Disney's Hollywood Studios was, I want to say 2008 or 9 is when they moved over the Hollywood studios, but really it kind of, they slowly started picking it apart. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it, like when it first opened with the Backlot Tour and the animation studio was like, they actually had the full-blown animation studio in Florida. Uh, a lot of Emperor's New Groove was made there um, and a few other shows. I want to say Lilo and Stitch was made in Florida. Parts of it were. I believe you're right. I wonder like why
1: they, I guess it made cost effective or. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Or maybe that's just audiences just wanted a typical theme park experience maybe they 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 maybe they overestimated how much like bts people wanted to experience yeah, I, I don't know I me mean, me
0: personally i love Same. that like the, Same. the the backlot tour like the, yeah. the original backlot tour when disney mgm opened was like a 4 hour tour Like, literally, you would get on a tram. Well, that's excessive. You get on a tram, it would start, it would take you through, like, literally the prop shops, it would take you through costuming, they had some sets, like, decorated. There was a whole uh, back lot area where they had houses, like, classic houses, so, like, the the Golden Girls' houses back there. Is that where they filmed, or is that, like... No, I I think it was a replica. facade, yeah. And so it was, like, this whole, like, you know, residential street. They they drove up and down this street that was made to look like New York, and there was, like, a a big uh, facade at the end that made it look... It was forced perspective, so it looked like it was super long, but it was yeah. actually just a cardboard cutout. You did uh, Catastrophe Canyon, which was like the, they recreated uh, fire effects. And like it's like, oh, you're in a canyon. And there's a, you know, an earthquake happens and there's fire and there's water. And then even with that, it was like you hear the director go like, cut. And then everything starts re- like going back. And so the idea was like, oh, it was a set that we stumbled on. Then from there, it would go to a walking tour where they would actually take you and show you how they use props. Uh, there was the set from Home Improvement was there. <laughs> they actually had like the house from Home Improvement. You could see like an above it they had a giant bumblebee that they used from honey i shrunk the kids and they actually like would pull audience members to do like a green screen effect or a blue screen effect at the time and they'd like recreate a scene from honey i shrunk the kids where the camera would whip around i'm very passionate about it. this is that's one of the reasons why i love this park so much i love disney mgm because of that and when i worked there in 2005 i worked on the backlot tour and at that point, they had shut down the walking portion of the tour. Like, that was gone. But they still had these rooms set up from the old school days where eventually the, the Honey, I Shrunk, the Kid stuff went away. And they replaced it with, like, the 101 Dalmatians live action stuff. They showed how they did props there. And there was a door in the cast member restroom that led to that area. And literally every day I would use the restroom, I would check that door and see if it was unlocked. and It was always locked. My last day as a cast member at the backlot tour, I opened it and it opened, and I like I pulled the handle and it opened up, and I went inside. I'm like, oh my god! And they still had props all around. There was a really? gold Johnny Five from Short Circuit for some reason, and they had like the 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 floor is empty. Like a lot of stuff had been gone, but you could see all like the foot pedals and stuff that they would trigger the things, and it was just like, oh, like that to me was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, as, absolutely. As like a super nerd for theme parks, and I got to stumble into that, and I'm sure I would have been yelled at by a you know manager, but at that point I didn't care. Hey, Jack, I just had a memory. What's that? I was reminded that
1: years and years and years ago, you'll have to help me figure this out, and I've seen the video. It was on VHS. I don't know if it still exists. If it does, I think Gus has it and won't let us have it. But <laughs> Gus, co-worker uh, at the day job, he uh, there was a VHS going around of him and Frank, who was his childhood friend, mm-hmm. who was the DM in a lot of our Rooster Teeth D&D stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was also worked in Immersion. And so, every, Frank is very Rooster Teeth Friend yeah. Of them... At I want to say Disney World or Universal Studios in high school, maybe ninth grade. So this would have been like early nineties, and doing a uh, an immersive Star Trek thing that was, where they went and they dressed up as Star Trek characters and they were on the bridge and it's filmed them like navigating a a, a scenario with Klingons or something.
0: That was at Universal Studios Hollywood. Okay, I think it's actually there was a Star Trek like experience where yeah. they would chose like they would like teleport someone live on stage. And uh, I think Waterworld is now living where that area. So used to that's be. gone. That is gone.
1: Had you ever done it?
0: Yes, I, I went there. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get it. You know, be on stage. But yes, I did see that when I was a kid.
1: Well, if you so ever that been like
0: 93, 94.
1: If we ever find ourselves doing that as
0: an episode, we <laughs> should bring on Gus and or Frank and interview them about oh, it. Man, that's that, see stuff like that. I mean, that that attraction is twenty five years old and it's been or it's been gone for like twenty five years. Yeah. So, that stuff is, is a lot tougher to find. Find information on. But I'll see what I can do. Like, that'd be interesting. I, maybe we'll do an episode of, like, mini stuff, where it's like, you know, we don't have e- a like lot quick of quick yeah. yeah. I wonder if we
1: could get, if if he didn't destroy it, I wonder if we could get a hold of that tape. Oh, man. And watch it.
0: Man, I, I posted my video. I found a VHS of me doing the Great Movie Ride show. <laughs> it was one of the first things I posted. Maybe yeah. no, I'll put that on the, the annual YouTube pass channel. YouTube, YouTube That's a great channel. idea. That's a great so, idea. Speaking of which, we have a YouTube channel now. There's not, uh, as of right now, there's no content on it yet, because we're still prepping it. Because I want to launch it with a bunch of stuff, but if you go to youtube.com/annualpass, you can you can go ahead and subscribe now, and you'll be one of the first to see when we get some content up there. Because you know we're going to Florida, maybe we're going to Halloween Horror Nights. We're definitely going to shoot some video when we're right there. Absolutely. So. Anyway, that was a weird aside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're about an hour into this podcast. Uh, we should probably get to it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the information I have. The, so the world's longest running uh, choreographed stunt show, obviously, stunt shows now are a, a big thing. This is one of the first kind of big stunt shows. Like you see, like, the Wild West stunt shows, like Six Flags and stuff. But this was a big, elaborate thing with tons of people working on it. Now that's not as uncommon, you know, there's the Sinbad show, there's Waterworld, like there's uh, there's lots of stuff like that, but this was kind of the first of its kind. So, anyway. In the amphitheater and watch the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. Yes, I am. All right, here we go, Jeff. Yeah, we're here at Disney MGM Studio. No, or Di- excuse me, Disney Hollywood Studios. That's always MGM to me. We're at Disney's Hollywood Studios and we're gonna go see the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. Uh, yeah, that sounds stress free. Let's do it. All right, so we're gonna we're walking underneath the giant Indiana Jones cutout outside. He's got a whip And his hand, and we're gonna sit down. It's a big amphitheater, Jeff. Where do you wanna sit? Because we got like Uh, 2,000 seats here. Is there a splash zone? No splash zone. Front row. No water, just fire. Front row? Okay, all right, so we'll sit down. So the the pre show is going on right now, and they actually have like a casting director out there, and they're pulling people from the audience. We won't do that this time. Maybe next time, maybe the second time. I don't wanna go in You don't wanna volunteer? Cause they like bring you up and they make you do goofy stuff and then those people like they're gonna be part of the show later so we'll see them later but okay all right so the casting directors left all right it's quiet ooh look at look at this spooky set in front of us Jeff it looks really cool you can see it's like this this crazy Peruvian temple and it's all lit up and smoky and, and scary and the music's all like ooh and spooky and and are, are you ready for this Jeff I'm ready oh look at that! Oh, there he is and he popped in from the ceiling he's on was that really road. him that's that's Indiana Jones Jeff dude that looked hard look at that he dropped out okay wow Indiana Jones is right there Jeff. Where it's like the beginning of, of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dang. Yeah, so here he is. He's looking around and now he's he's gonna wander around, he's got his fire, he's got his torch, and he's, he's reading something and it says, oh, there's the, the hidden golden idol somewhere, and Indy's just walking, and all of a sudden Are we hearing narration or anything? Or we no, just, it's just, 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 spooky, we're just spooky music. Now we're just watching Indy. He's, he's like, oh, there's, there's bad stuff over there, Jeff. That's bad. He That's goes, real fire, huh? That is real fire. I think he got hurt. Yeah. Oh, he's seen, there's stuff on the floor, Jeff. There's stuff on the floor. He's, he's reading it and it says, like, be careful where you step. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa there's spikes popping up! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at whoa. That. He's stepping and there's spikes kicking up, almost hit him in the face! Has anyone what ever been spiked I don't know we, we have to find out Oh he's running He's running Oh, oh there's spikes so many spikes after him. Oh my gosh He made it He's alive. he's okay, Jeff. He's okay. I hope there's not a spike there. There's no spikes there. Oh, but there's there's someone dead. There's someone in a spike right next to him. That's spooky. That really drives it home. And <laughs> look oh. at he's oh no, oh. and he fell down a pit. He's oh god, he, he fell like Kelsey Grammer off that stage. <laughs> oh good lord. Oh good lord. <laughs> oh oh look oh no, he's okay. He's 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 using the he's rope. turning to smoke. No, he's he's using the rope, Jeff. He's safe. He, he, last minute, he grabbed onto the rope. Now he's climbing back up. Is he? he he's he's okay. Okay, he's, okay. he's back up. All right. all right. Now oh there's these creepy statues with, like giant axes above now and he's 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 being careful okay that wh- the first one didn't go it didn't go jeff and now he's just like oh, all right he's making sure that everything looks okay it's that's not oh yeah, okay i guess they were fine. They <laughs> was okay whoa, whoa 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 axes oh my gosh whoa whoa that was close jeff was the first one supposed to fall too? No, the first one stays up. Oh, it a it, 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 it's it tricky? It throws you off. It's a, yeah. it's a red herring. It's a red herring. There it is, Jeff. The golden idol. Yeah, it is. It's like from the beginning of the movie, Here right? Okay, so he's looking at it. He's, he's eyeballing it. It's like, oh man, look at that. It's, it's real shiny and stuff. Now this is actually the idol from the film, right? It's actually an exact replica. Yeah. It's not the, not the one used in the movie, but it's an exact replica. All right, he's got his bag of sand and he's, he's gonna weigh it and it's gonna be like, okay, he's gonna always you, know, you know dump out a little bit because he you know he's eyeballing it. Yeah. He's checking it out. All right. Oh, he did the swap, Jeff. He did the swap. All right. Oh. Easy. peasy. Easy peasy. Nothing bad. The the pedestal went down, Jeff. What, what, What happened? Why did the pedestal go down? What? Uh, oh, that's not good. Uh oh. Oh, there's fire. Oh, my gosh. Everything's on fire. Like, there's. It's crazy the floor's opening up and it's bad. The skull thing on the on the side of the stage, Jeff, is open. What, what's going on? That's not a good sign, Jeff. That's not that's not a good sign. Indy, he's looking back there. Oh, oh, oh my wow. gosh. Oh, there's a giant boulder rolling toward him. Oh, the- it's going it to oh. hit him. It oh, hit him. It, it it he's definitely over him. gone. And, oh, well, look how oh, the director of the stagehands are all there. They're popping up and like, Hey, he's fine. Yay! Yay! He's okay, Jeff. It, it was all movie magic. So it didn't kill him. It didn't kill him. The scene is over, and now we have the director out. Look at him. He's out there. He's talking He's talking to the stunt actor there, the stunt indie, and they're just discussing what's going on. They kind of show off everything going, and everything is going to slowly start. The spikes go back down. The floor settles up again, and uh, now they're just kind of talking about what they do, about movie magic and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And so, you know, we get introduced to Indy here, and look, there's just two guys pushing the boulder back up the ramp, Jeff. <laughs> Those guys are... Very strong. Very, very strong dudes. Very that's strong all, dudes. that's
1: a lot of stone.
0: They're going to set up for the next scene, Jeff. So at this point. I think the director has a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, the director. So they, they brought out. Hey, remember those people we saw at the beginning of the show, Jeff? Oh, uh, yeah. Like before the show started, they were casting. They've got them all out now. And so now. So happy that's not us. But <laughs> like, well, they're all dressed up. I'm just so shaking now, all the spiders out of their clothes. <laughs> the, the director, you know, is walking them through Like this the casting director talking about, like, oh, we need you to react. Like for an upcoming scene, we need you to react, like big. And so like, oh, you know, be crazy and wild and have fun. And then in the background, you can see they're actually like. Like moving the props around, the moving those set. Look at those stages; they're moving, Jeff. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, it's actually really. We're not in really Peru cool. at all anymore. No, so it's opening up. Now we're at a castle, and so back behind there, you can see it's open up to that market scene. It's like they're they're prepping uh, for the market oh, scene. The
1: market scene.
0: And they've got like all the stunt action. Look how many people are out there, Jeff. That's a lot. That's a significant. There's a whole. You lot. said
1: there's two thousand people in the stadium. In and,
0: and the stadium, yeah, and so so they're getting prepped for it. And uh, so the director's coming out talking about movie magic and how they do it. You can see all the different props they're using and stuff. They've got all the, you know, they're, they're getting the, the the cast all set up and everything. And uh, let's get to it. So here we go. So now it's a new scene, Jeff, and we got a truck pulled up, and we've got some, some people in these out there with, with Marion Ravenwood now. And they're they're trying to hide from the, the bad people, right? Yeah. So you can see you can see Indian. In they're mid- hiding while watching people do, do yeah tumbling. There's like gymnastics people, like that's pretty cool. And the, there's the the bad guy. He's one of the bad guys. Oh, the, they're all getting all swords now. And typical Moroccan what, street what, gymnastics. They they wait. They pushed Indian Marion's in the middle. Uh oh. Now it, it looks very threatening, Jeff. It looks very, very th- oh now they're fighting. Wait, Indy's pulled out his whip, Jeff. He's whipping him around. He should have just yeah. shot him, like that. <laughs> and they're all, they're all fighting with Marions in the corner. She's fighting guys too. Like it's a big old fight. Look like, look look how. Choreograph. Look at the. Oh, he got that one guy to stab his friend. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, now they're climbing up ladders now, Jeff. They're getting up. They got a lot of places to go. Look, they're chasing him up the side of the building, Jeff. Wow! Oh, guys, people are falling. Guy fell through the roof, Jeff. I don't remember any of this from the movie. Oh man, it's a it's a bit elaborate scene. And now there's there's Indy and Marion. They're gonna they're gonna go from like building to building. Whoa! Oh, that's really cool. That's well Indy fell. Oh man, Marion was much more clean about it, but yeah, yeah Indy, Indy fell down. So now they're gonna climb up. They're climbing. Whoa! Look at the guy on the ladder, Jeff. Indy's pushing the guy off the ladder. He punched the guy in the face. Now Marion's like, oh, no, because the, there's a guy at the, the bottom pushing him bottom back. Pushing the ladder like, Marion's got a pan. Oh, she hit Indy, and then she hit the guy. Oh my god! I don't Whoa! think Whoa! look yes. at that fall. Oh, he that fell
1: he probably fell 30 feet.
0: Look at that. Well, so Marion and, and India are on the top of the building now. Oh, they're being surrounded. Uh-oh. That's not good. Where are they going to go, Jeff? Where are they gonna, they got to get down somewhere. I don't somehow. know what
1: they're going to do. The ladder's gone. Where are
0: they going to go? They're holding hands. Here we go. Whoa! Look at that fall! Oh, uh, they jumped to their death. They jump. <laughs> they're actually okay. They they made. No, no, they, they're alive. They popped out now. That's look at that, that's great. Oh, you can see the director and the camera and all that. And there's the, the x extras in the background. Look at the big guy, Jeff. The big guy with the sword. Oh yeah, and the guy's filming with a camera from the 1920s. Yeah, look. But. Oh, look. Okay, so oh, all right, here's the moment. They grab Marion. Oh no, Marion run went away in a truck, Jeff. They put it well in the movie. They put it oh. in a basket. Oh, uh, yeah. and he and he just shot the big guy. Oh, look at there. Now it's a big it's a big shootout. There's a lot of people with guns and stuff. They're all shooting and stuff. Okay, it's so now they're resetting for the scene. Okay, they weren't the director. Wasn't happy with that, Jeff. So they're going to reset. The director says he was he wanted to do the the whole driveaway scene again, Jeff. All right, you okay. ready? All right, so here we go. We're doing it again. They're driving away, and he's shooting the guy. The guy did the fall off the building. Ah, he fell. splat ah, it's flat. And here comes the truck around the corner, Jeff. Oh, All right, wait for it. Wait, look this is a this truck. Right, Andy shot it. Whoa, it. Whoa! Oh my gosh! The truck flipped upside down and caught fire. That's oh. a cool stunt. How oh, did they f- oh my gosh! And they're they're they got the fire extinguishers out. No, there's Marion. She's fine. Is there anybody in that truck? I don't know. Maybe it's a movie magic. Possibly. Where did Marion come out of? That come out from? She she was in the back of the truck. That she, truck did a full flip. It did a flip, Jeff. That's wild. That's, That's wild. W- All right, so they're done with this scene. Whew! That was big. So they got to prep for the next one. So now they're going to talk with the extras again. Because they talk about, like, the all the fightings and, like, the, the fake hitting and everything and how they get punched and everything. So they're going to bring out uh, some extras to show how they do that. And so the actress who plays Marion, she's going to demonstrate there was this one guy who wasn't really paying attention. And she's going to show him how they do it. And, oh, oh my gosh, she's, she actually attacked the guy, Jeff. Oh, wow. She attacked the guest. He's, like, he was just in the audience. And she, she punched him. That's a lawsuit. That's so cruel. Like, okay, so she it's okay. She's going to show how the – oh, she punched him in the belly, Jeff. She punched him. Oh, she punched him in the head. Oh, she hit him really hard. Oh, then she, oh, she kicked him in the face. Oh, oh look at He rolled over all crazy. He did a cartoon flop. He did a cartoon flop. Jeff, that was a plant. That wasn't a real guest. Can you believe it? Uh, I'm going to be honest, Jack. I, I had an idea. <laughs> so the yeah. first punch. I so they show it off how they do all the stunt work and everything. It turns out that guy was actually a plant the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought Disney would come out and lie to us like that? Uh, I guess I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, we're prepping for the last scene. Here we go. So this is the scene in, in, in the dunes. I think it's North Africa, right? And so okay. this is the plane scene. You see the big dude with the Oh yeah, skin. the big bald dude with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. So this guy's got hair, but he's got he's still pretty big, and they're bringing the plane out. That's a real plane. Look at that thing moving. Those propellers going. That's wild. So Indian and, and Marion are trying to get out of here, right? So they're gonna try to—they're gonna hijack this plane. Look, there goes the pilot. He doesn't look too happy. And oh, look, Indy and Marion are on it now. Whoa, oh, they've been spotted. They've been spotted, Jeff. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that's not good. No. And so now, now they're shooting. Okay, oh, so Marion, Marion's up there. Oh, Indy's gonna fight this guy. Oh, and, and Mary's not looking too happy about it. Oh no! And so Marion's inside, and like, oh, they're, they're shooting at her. They're shooting! Oh, the, and the door closed. Now she's locked inside. and The plane's moving, Jeff. This seems very dangerous. This, this is very dangerous. Now, Indian, this big dude is fighting around the plane. Oh no! They, they knocked over the gas thing. So there's gas and there's fire, Jeff. Marion's shooting people inside the plane. I have a question. What's that? How do they do this in the rain? <laughs> they don't <laughs> so anytime
1: it rains. They shut the show yeah, down or they won't do this bit Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the plane spinning around in circles. There's a truck showing up. Oh, Mary's got that gun though So she's gonna fire. Oh, she shot all the people Jeff She shot all the people and the, the Indian the big guy are still fighting down there and oh no Indy's been knocked down The big yeah, guy's there. Yeah, that dude's, Biggie, he's watch too much out. propeller. No, no. no, no that's, oh, 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 no. That
1: was very well done
0: oh no so he got hit by the propeller and got a, a, eviscerated jeff evaporated he's evaporated gone. so indy's gonna get in he's gotta get marion now there's fire everywhere because the, the gas the gas that's tanker. all that's left of
1: the guy is yeah. the flammable parts so he
0: got marion out here we go so marion she's gonna jump out and indy and marion watch this jeff you ready for this they're I gonna so. jump fire whoa <laughs> and then all of a sudden look at that. boom all the fire all the pyrotechnics, everything's on fire it's all exploded And cut! That's it! That's a wrap! We've done it! We have finished the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectaculars! All the the cast is out, they're all waving, and everyone's okay, everyone's safe, and that's it! Enjoy your day at the Disney Hollywood Studios! Thank you
1: for coming! Every single thing about that stunt show that I saw was epic, (laughs) except for the jump over the fire (laughs) at the end, which was
0: more like a, a skip! Little, little little hop, like, little hop over the fire. So that is it. That is the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. There's also uh, two Indiana Jones gift shops as well you can go to and pick up your fedora and whip if you'd like. So shout out to DLP Welcome for the Indiana Jones video that we use here. So it is a really, really good stunt show. Yeah. I, I no. will say. It's been going for, you know, since dang near park opening back in 1989. This thing's been going for like 30 years now at this yeah. point. And they haven't really messed with it much at all. Like I said... It has remnants of the whole, like, you know, this is a working studio. This is how they do it. So they, they've got, like, 16-millimeter film cameras and stuff, things that aren't in use now. The show is currently off, like, right now. So since COVID has happened, yeah. all the live stuff they've taken out, all the anything with the actors, and uh, it's not running right now should be coming back. Um there there have been some, some disputes with like, you know, live action people and whatnot. Hopefully it comes back because it is a really good show. Well also hope
1: I, just for the people that work at, I like can you imagine on your resume, it's like what do you do? Like I'm Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> well yeah but what, what it's all it's I got yeah. one I got one skill. You're hired. The only major refurbishment in the whole show was in 2000, and that was to work on the queue and also kind of give it a new coat of paint because at that point it was over 10 years old. And the actual show itself, the actual like the operation of the show, hasn't been altered at all. They don't need to; it's perfect. But yeah, uh, one well, maybe jump over the fire a little more. Uh, yeah. One change in 2004: the plane and the trucks and stuff. They actually had some uh, Nazi symbols on them; uh, the swastika was on those things, mm. and they got rid of those. So now those have all been replaced. With the, uh, it's called Balkan Cruise, I think, is which is like the cross. And so, yeah, it's, it's a little less, uh, less intense. Less in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Uh, This is the first theme park attraction to use a computer-based show control system in conjunction with a custom-made programmable logic controller to trigger, control, and sequence complex live events in real time, controlled by the actors in many cases. So when Indy is going around like those spikes and stuff, there's actually pads on the floor that he steps on that will like trigger them. So Mm -hmm. he's in control of that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, It's the first time anything like that had ever been used in a stunt show. And then there's also a booth where they can control other stuff, too. So like the fire, the big explosions, they can trigger. And there's actually music that will, like, they've got it synced up to a point where, like, it'll continue until they're ready to launch off fireworks and things. So, it's kind of cool. No one had really done that before. And this began a live, uh, like, a trend in stunt shows and, like, Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, where they started doing more stuff like that. And so, that's pretty big. Do you think the age of
1: stunt shows like new stunt shows is behind us? Do you think they'll be like, can you see them adding because I remember we, you mentioned there was like a born one for a while. Yeah, yeah. There's the Indiana Jones The Fast and the Furious was a
0: some sort of a show Uh, They never had a Fast and Furious show. There's Lights, Motors, Action which is a car show. Yeah, and that the was, car show. Which is really, really cool. It's only in Paris now
1: Do you think that they'll like be another show like that in the future?
0: I've got a feeling there will be, uh, mainly because shows like that typically have large amphitheaters where you can just push in a lot of people. As a matter of fact, this amphitheater is the largest one, I think, at all Disney parks. It has 2,000 guests can sit in it. I take that back. The Fantasmic Amphitheater at Hollywood Studios can actually hold like five or 6,000, maybe more than that. But this one, it's covered, it's indoors, or it's not indoors, but it's covered and it holds 2,000 people. And actually, the amphitheater there has been used for a lot of productions. There is a cheerleading competition that every year has its finale at the Hollywood Studios. Oh. And so every year they use that amphitheater to do the cheerleading competition. I remember it every year. I want to say it was like earlier in the year because you just see like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cheerleaders coming through, like high school, middle school cheerleaders and it's just you know it's kind of a nightmare anytime you get groups like that it was just like oof and they're all like cheering and yelling in the park and stuff but anyway that's pretty cool Uh, that amphitheater has been used for tons of other stuff a lot of like live shows and things so I've got some fun facts from Disneylists.com okay this uh, show has the largest moving sets in history The sets that make up the stunt experience are quite impressive. The sets weigh around 100 tons each, and they are moved around and put into place for each section of the show that's being performed. The giant rolling ball is 12 feet in diameter and on its own, and it weighs around 440 pounds. Those dudes were pushing it like it was nothing. (laughs) Well, it's inflatable, too. It's It's a big bouncy. I mean, it's still very heavy. It could do a lot of damage to you, but the sets are very detailed, meant to be seen as replicas of scenes from the famous Indiana Jones movies, so it's no wonder why they are so heavy. Also impressive, the attraction is one of the attractions of Walt Disney World properties with the most special effects and mechanical parts so there really is a lot that goes into these attractions. I don't know who wrote this, but anyway, yeah, so those are those are huge. Like the actual sets, I mean, we saw they're like they go in pieces and that's one of the most impressive things is seeing how they move it around during the show. I really really like that. Very quickly, I might add. <laughs> yeah. Also in 1989, the very first show they did, so like the very official opening, George Lucas was there and Michael Eisner were there too. Oh, so wow. it's kind of cool for Happy George hitters. Lucas. I, I imagine being, think about being Indiana Jones performing in front of George Lucas. That's got to be big. What hotel do you think
1: George Lucas stays at when he goes to Florida to watch something like that? I don't know. I, I imagine
0: whatever hotel he wants to stay he, at. I bet he buys a house just for while <laughs> he's there. Um, one night only, They it's always been Indiana Jones, epic stunt spectacular, but one night on August 14th, 14th, 2010, they changed up the show. It was Star Wars Celebration, and this was the year they were altering the Star Tours attraction. So it was the, the last, I think it was called the last flight to Endor or last night in indoor because that's where the Star Tours would end, was in Endor. They did Raiders of the Lost Jedi Temple of Doom. So it was actually, supposedly it was a fan film where it was like Indi- like a guy who was a huge fan of Indy and a, a guy who was a huge fan of Star Wars, and they blended them. So like Indiana Jones, the beginning, instead of getting the Golden Idol, was a golden lightsaber. And they had like the marketplace, like Greedo was there and they had people dressed up. And so it was a, a big mix of things. So it was like Leia and like, Indi- like Han Solo showed up at one point. It's really, really cool. And so like there was a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. So but Indiana, they only did it that one time? Only the one time. Ugh. So uh, there's some video of it out there if you want to check it out. And and apparently uh, I know George Lucas was there. And I think maybe some other like people from Star Wars were actually there for that, that event, which is pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, it is also the longest-running show at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Not shocking. It's actually... Let me think. It might be the only remaining opening... Not, it, technically, it's not opening day, but from opening day, man, that might be like the only thing that actually still exists. Really? Or at least, I mean, it was there for technical rehearsals, but yeah, Great Movie Ride's gone, Backlot tour is gone. Wow, that it may actually be it. That might be the only thing that still remains from the opening day that is still in... The same form it was like there was a monster sound show that has been changed to a whole bunch of different things. It was a Drew Carey thing. I don't even know what it is right now. Star Tours wasn't there yet, so yeah, I think that might be it. So this might wow. be like the the last remnant of the opening day attractions at Disney MGM Studios, a relic of the past, yeah, a time gone. So that's pretty much all I have about the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. I gotta be honest,
1: it, I, it was more than
0: enough. <laughs> I got, I got, I feel like I, I'm well versed. Uh, all right, Jeff. Well, are you ready to move on to the Q and A? The I am Q ready to move e. on to the Q E. So uh, we're we're trying to, to rebuild our buffer right now. So yeah. I had to pull some questions from the same episode we pulled the last ones from. So there might be a couple here that kind of repeat, but that's okay. Martinez D one eighty one says, "If you could bring one property of your choice to any theme park, what property would it be?" I personally would love to have a giant Lord of the Rings area at Universal. And Jeff, you can't say Captain Carrot.
1: Oh, <laughs> like like a uh, entertainment property. I was mm-hmm. thinking of stuff that I own. Uh, I
0: <laughs> bring your bicycle. To yeah, drop my car down. I guess. Yeah, that'd that'd uh oh,
1: if I can't say Captain Carrot.
0: No, um, no. You, you use Captain Carrot enough as is.
1: You know what? I don't see a lot of what's that? Fraggle Rock. Okay, I all could right. use some more Fraggle Rock. I was gonna say Sesame Street, but that's all educational, so it wouldn't make sense. But I, I wouldn't. I, I you know we were talking about Henson earlier. Yeah, yeah. and uh, in the day, and I've had Henson on the brain,
0: so maybe maybe some like some some Fraggle Rock. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Get the yeah. dozers in there and mm-hmm. stuff. That'd be that'd be pretty neat. Even like Labyrinth. I mean, really, just like any Henson stuff would be really cool yeah. to get in there. For me, I would say, like, before Ghostbusters were in the park and they've left, I would love to see them again. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to see, like, a Men in Black style ride, but, like, Ghostbusters, how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. Yeah, that, that'd be my go-to, so. That's just, a great idea, Jack. Someone yeah. it down.: There you go. Put that down. Someone someone take, take, that, take that and make it happen. Make it happen. Knuckle AV Gaming? Knuckle AV Gaming, I think. At one point, Disney had plans to make The Great Muppet Movie Ride a parody of The Great Movie Ride. I think did we talk you about that. You
1: mentioned that.
0: If you were to add Muppets to any other ride, what would it be? If you were going to Muppetize a ride, oh. what would it be? Oh, that's a good I've got an easy answer for this one. Okay, go. Haunted mansion. I was gonna say haunted mansion.
1: Muppet yeah. haunted mansion. Muppet haunted mansion. How, haunted mansion would be How cool.
0: fantastic would that be? Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Haunted mansion. That uh, or or pirates. Honestly, like really any of those classic kind of slow moving rides. Well, like, there's been a Muppet pirate movie. There was there was Muppet Treasure Island. So that would make sense with with Tim Curry, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I so believe it was.
0: there you go. So you could absolutely do that. That, but that's a good question. I would, what What would you like to see Muppet Eyes audience? Let, let us know. Raumo, r a u m o says, "What's an attraction that seems to be universally loved?" But you don't quite get the hype for. Now mm. I don't know. Do you have anything that you can think of that you're like? I know you're still kind of a novice at this, but have there been any attractions you've been on that you're like, oh, I guess people like it? Honestly, no. I can't.
1: I don't know that I have an an answer, and I would feel
0: disingenuous making one up. Okay, I've got one. All right, here hot, we take. Go. Hot, hot take. Hot take. Right now, everyone loves Pandora. At Animal Kingdom, right? I guess. That's the Avatar area. It's I have like mountains been there. And stuff. Are you not into it? There is an attraction called Flight of Passage. Not a big fan. Really? Not a big fan. It's the motion simulator one where you put on the glasses and it feels like you're flying on the back of this creature. It wasn't for me. Like, people lose their minds for the way in line for like two and a half hours to ride it. I rode it and I was like, oh, okay. That's all right. Didn't enjoy it at all. So,
1: that's so sad.
0: <laughs> Are you just you just don't like Avatar? No, Avatar is great. I mean, you don't like James Cameron? I mean, I really hate Giovanna or BC. Um, <laughs> you know, he's in that movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Avatar that's a whole other conversation we can get into. Um, no, something about motion simulators. I just I'm not that they don't blow me away anymore. Like, the only ones I really like, I like the Simpsons ride, but even like the you know, the Forbidden Journey, the Harry Potter thing during the motion sim stuff, I have to close my eyes through it. It gets me sick, and I'm just like not a fan. and even Avatar is just like, eh, okay, I guess it was, I guess it was okay. So, huh. but people love that attraction; they absolutely love it. And there's how many times have you not been for it? me? Just once. Maybe it's time to try again. Maybe I'll, I'll give it another shot. I mean, you have to ride it, so we'll, well have to we'll go together.
1: I'm gonna endeavor to love it and make it my favorite
0: ride. <laughs> uh, there's a good restaurant there actually, so we can check that out. Vintus Noctis says question Have you ever been to any of the Legolands or do you want to? The California Legoland was my jam as a kid. It's great, but not talked about as much. Probably because the rides are aimed at kids or tender stomach Jeffs. But the theming and Lego sculptures are awesome. Dirty Secret, I have not been to any of the Legolands. Okay. I've not Well I asked you about it. We were in Florida and you went, eh. So I didn't know what? What the, yeah, Did I you didn't say that. Yeah, that didn't seem interested at all. Oh well. I mean, I was just, I think I was jazzed about Universal at the time. But. You were in the middle of another theme park. So you yeah. probably didn't have a lot of spare cycles to think about uh, theme parks <laughs> you weren't currently in. But no, I, I've not been to Lego Land. I would love to go, though. I'm a big Lego fan. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to go check that out. There's one in California. There's one, they're building one in New York. Or there's like a Lego hotel in New York or something. Um, but yeah, there's one in Orlando. So at some point, we'll absolutely have to get to it. I would love to. All right. And we've got the last question of the week. This week, it's from uh, Disquire, Disquire, hi Jack and Jeff, my name is like Disguise, but with an R, so pronounce it however you want, there you go. Disguiser. (laughs) Disquire. Uh, Question, as a New Zealander at the bottom of the South Island, I feel a little theme park deprived. Uh, New Zealand's biggest theme park is Rainbow's End in Auckland, but there are a few inflatable water parks and things here and there. Lots of tourist activities like lugeing and bungee jumping. If we want to really experience theme parks, we tend to have to go across the ditch to Aussie. (laughs) Uh, So in your infinite wisdom and opinion, Jack and Jeff, do you ever think some big name companies like Disney, Warner Brothers or the like would open a park in New Zealand? There's plenty of space. I hope you are both doing well, and have a wonderful day. One episode late. Yeah, we just talked about that last episode. I just episode.
1: brought that up, that I feel like Australia, and, and uh, you know, and it's not fair, but when I think of Australia and New Zealand, I think of them as a package deal just yeah. because of proximity. So when I say one, I mean both, whether mm-hmm. I say Australia or
0: New Zealand. Oceana, I guess. Oceana, yeah. I agree. I yeah. feel like they're getting the shaft. I gotta say, you got Peter Jackson there. How do you not have a Lord of the Rings park? How? I mean, there's there's like there's Hobbiton you can go visit. Or I mean, that's not the only thing he did too. How do you not have a Heavenly Creatures park? <laughs> How do you not have a
1: Bad Taste park? <laughs> right? There's all kinds. of Oh my of gosh! A what was the what was the one he did with the I Kick Ass for the Lord with the 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 priest? Oh. Not not
0: vampires. Uh,
1: no,
0: I, gotta, uh, I forget. I have to look it up. Oh my gosh! What well, what was that? What was that movie with the the big moving cities? Meet the Feebles. Meet the oh man, that's another Peter Jackson movie. No, the Frighteners. Oh, the a, Frighteners is a great Frighteners one. Park. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's a uh, there's a lot of stuff we get that you know get, get a hold of Peter. Get a, get a hold of Peter J. All right, Jeff. We got here. I got a uh, mortal or uh, infernal engines. Uh, is that what it is? No. no, mortal engines. Mortal engines is the one with the giant moving cities and stuff. That's lovely. All of his movie. Give me a lo- lovely bones ride. Right? <laughs> Hold on, <I'm. laughs> lovely bones. Ooh, that's a sad movie. Dead alive. Dead alive. Dead alive. That's dead right. Alive. That I was... want a dead alive world. <laughs> no. I, well, I mean, maybe like I, they I'm do sure. like you do Lord of the Rings theme park, and yeah. then you have like a Halloween Horror Nights where it's dead alive.
1: I would also like to point out uh, this is in every way a family-friendly podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's the, Maybe the only one in our company. Uh, we want to keep it family-friendly. Those are not family-friendly movies. No. I was throwing out there. Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, yeah. uh, Dead Alive. So, uh, Frighteners is okay, though. It's a little bit, a little bit intense. It's but scary, but it's it's certainly not yeah. gross. Yeah. So if you they did a thing in the Frighteners uh, when Michael J. Fox is in that. It's like he's in that house and and I think Jake Busey is in it yeah. as well or young Jake Busey where they like. They had hands push out through a wall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You can kind of see that was the, the poster. I think was yeah, it that. Yeah. That was so
0: scary. Yeah, that's pretty so freaky. So scary at the time. It's good stuff though. But yeah. So as far as that goes, yeah, get a hold of uh, Peter Jackson and ha- ask him nicely to build a, uh, a theme park with all of his money from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So you make that happen. So there you go. Uh, but yes, I would love to see a theme park out there. It'd be great. I mean, there are some in Australia that Jeff and I are going to go to at some point, and we'll do live shows out there. But you know, until then, get a hold of PDJ. Mm,
1: maybe we'll go to Over the Rainbow.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: so. Uh, typically, this is the point of the show, Is right? that what it's called? End of the ra- What did you say it was? What's that? It was the one that New Zealand, they
0: said that we have it up north- at the end of the rainbow. Uh, Rainbow's Edge? Rainbow's uh, Edge? Ra- Rainbow's End. In Rainbow's Auckland. End. Okay, there you so go. So I, I, I haven't been there. I was actually in Auckland. I didn't know that. Or no, I was in Wellington. I haven't been to Auckland. I don't think, or maybe or it I, I don't like know. A, sounds like a reason to go. Absolutely, rainbows in New Zealand is beautiful. So absolutely, I I, saw, I love the fact we're getting we're getting comments from people in Australia, New Zealand. That makes me happy. That we are we are global, Jeff. Yeah, it's cool, man. That's how the internet works. They have <laughs> access as well. So all right. So typically during the show, this is where I ask you, the community, a question, and I and, and or you know we answer. Last week's question or whatever it would be, but we're filming a couple episodes and trying to rebuild our buffer. So I have no answers from the previous episode, but I do have a question for you that you can answer and we'll get to in a future episode. My question this week for you, the community and Jeff Ramsey is what is your favorite stunt show? I figured we'd oh, keep the stunt, stunt, stunt themed. What is that, John? Easy. It's the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. <laughs> is that what it's called? Epic Stunt Spectacular. Epic Stunt Spectacular. You dropped an epic. How can you drop an epic? There's a lot out there. You know, you get the Bourne Stuntacular, which is an incredible. The technol- incredible. The technology in that one is, is absolutely insane. Incredible. There's a Fast and the Furious car show. Incredible. Uh, maybe not that one. Uh, the, the That's not Fast and Furious. It's just the Lights, bonus there's, Action There's a the Lights, bonus of Action show. There's a monster one. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the others. So, anyway, let us know in the comments, and I will randomly select someone who eventually, at some point, I will mail you a uh, an annual... I mail a, you something. A theme park uh, map autographed by Jeff and I. So, that's going to do it this week. My voice is going. Man, my voice is going. And I've got to do a whole other podcast. You know, <laughs> you know what you should do. What's that? We're, you're you
1: over-promising on these maps, and we're going to run out of them. So, if here's what we, I, I propose this. Okay. Uh, once we run out of maps, mm-hmm. like sending audience members maps when they answer the question we select their question randomly or answer randomly invoices just send out if we run out of maps just send out
0: invoices <laughs> just invoice the audience there you go just yeah. let him know here you go he's an iou for, yeah. for future stuff so that's going to do it this week jeff do you feel like you learned something in today's episode I, a- absolutely <laughs> that's that's good Nothing important, though, right? No, tons of important stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was the most important thing you learned?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I learned that uh, that uh, the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular, it. uh, it's important to use the word epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to drop that. I learned that that uh, that the big ball mm-hmm. uh, is about 450 pounds, and it's inflated. I learned that the sets are about 100 tons each, and they're yes. able to very impressively move them. It's a very complex show. Uh, it was done so well out the gate that they really didn't even have to modify it or change it much, other than to throw a coat of paint on every once in a while. I learned that the guy who was associated with being Indiana Jones uh, is still involved in that. I can keep going. All right, no, you're doing this is fantastic. It
0: makes me happy to hear that you're actually listening to me. I pay attention. I pay attention. That's good.
1: I learned that the place seats two thousand people and it's covered, but it is outdoors. I learned that in 2010 they did a Star Wars Indiana Jones mashup. Jack, I learned that at the launch of this thing, which was about five months in 89, five months after this, the uh, the place, the the whole what do you call park opened, yeah, uh, that George Lucas and Michael Eisner were in attendance, mm-hmm. uh, which in itself is crazy. I learned that Mike. I learned that George Lucas bought a house to stay in
0: while he was there. <laughs> he may have made that up. Uh, there's all kinds of who can. I, I could keep going, but that's probably it. well. This is great. That's like the the, the too long didn't recap. listen. You know of, yeah, of the episode. The TLDR of the episode. TLDL of the episode. So well, thank you very much, Jeff. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you you were listening and you're paying attention. So mm-hmm. that makes me happy. So. That's gonna do it this week. Make sure to follow us on our social media stuff. We're annual underscore pass. Make sure to grab a shirt. uh, store.roosty.com. We got shirts. We got hats. We got a bunch of other stuff. We got a poster coming out soon. We have Halloween stuff coming out soon. Uh, Grab all that. It is super super awesome and very. I'm I'm so happy every time I see someone wearing that stuff out and you know with photos and parks and stuff. I still haven't seen anyone at Tokyo Disney Sea yet wearing it. So hopefully. We'll get someone. I don't even know if Tokyo Disney Sea is open. At Fingers this point. crossed. Fingers if it's pressed. not, hop a fence, take a photo, tell Jack we say hi at Halloween Horror Nights as well. And uh, yeah, and that'll do it this week. Thank you very much, everyone. You guys are fantastic. Seriously, the best community in all of Rooster Teeth. And uh, we will see you next time for more Annual Pass. Bye. Love you.